Hello and welcome to the weekly Yes, a podcast where two best friends talk about their joint mission to say yes to life. I am your host, Yara Skakfjord, and co-host is my bestie, the amazing Kristen Guerin. On today's episode, Kristen and I speak at length about boundaries. We also ponder upon anxiety, and we talk about one of the biggest decisions of both of our lives, which ultimately led us to becoming best friends. For today's fast facts, I don't have facts per se to offer, but Kristen mentions at one point that I have done the majority of the talking during this episode and that she hasn't really said much. That might come as a surprise to you as the listener, as it might not seem that way, because I have used the magic of editing to balance it out. So to give you a glimpse into behind the scenes of the weekly yes, I usually start out with at least an hour of material that I then edit down into 30-40 minute episodes. So while it might seem pretty balanced during these 30 minutes of today's episode, I did in fact do most of the talking in our hour plus conversation. Speaking of, let me drop you right into it. Enjoy. I'm going to be singing that I'm all so day long. <laughs> and I'm going to curse you Hello. every time I curse you. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, Garen. <laughs> My name is Elder Karen, and I would like to share with you the most amazing thing. It's like actually what we're doing, though. (laughs) I feel like one day there will just be a a purely musical episode. It'll turn into a musical podcast. People are like, wow, they really went off the rails. (laughs) Isn't there an episode of Scrubs that's like an entirely musical episode? Every so often they do that. That's so funny. It's like a period of time where all of the shows were doing music, even Grey's Anatomy. Had a musical episode. What? Which was actually the point where I stopped watching Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I was like, this is ridiculous. And I stopped watching it and I never really got back into it again. It's funny. I had a thought this morning whilst making my bed. I thought about how I chose to go to musical theater, the musical theater program at Circle or like a musical theater school. Because it's really not, it's not where my artistry lives at all is like in the musical theater realm. And I and I had this nice thought where I was like, oh, but you had to meet Yada. And she's well, such honest. a and she's a little musical elf. And that wasn't an option for her. Of course, she was gonna go the musical route. So I really, and I remember actually choosing between being very torn as to whether I did the musical route or the acting route. And the only reason I chose musical theater was because it had all of the same classes as the acting class, plus a few extras. That's the only reason I chose it, is because I wasn't gonna be losing anything. Yeah, but I think it was just to meet you. Otherwise, we would have been in different classes and probably not as close. And so, yeah, that is so nice. Thank you for saying that. I almost didn't go to the musical theater class either. This I didn't know is, that. Yeah. And it's so in Iceland, where I'm from, we don't have a musical theater option. There's basically just one theater school that you can go to. And it's like a it's like a BFA program. So it's quite academic as well. And it's almost like a quote unquote highbrow way of looking at acting and the arts and stuff like that. So if you would take, if you would go to a musical theater program, you wouldn't necessarily be considered a real actor. So I was a little worried about that because I really wanted to go to the musical theater program because it doesn't exist in Iceland. And I'm like, this is an incredible opportunity. But I was like, if I take this route, I don't know if I'll ever be taken seriously if I decide to go back to Iceland and be an actor. They'll like look at my resume and my education and, and think, Oh, she's just like a musical theater person. Right. And I, I do believe that there are also communities here in the States that would 
think the yeah. same thing. So it's not like exclusive to Iceland. But I remember that I almost didn't apply to the musical theater. I almost just went to just straight acting. I'm really glad that I didn't. I almost made the decision based on what other people think. And it was the same thing even when I went to, when I chose to go to New York in general. Like people were like, you're going to New York to go to theater school? Like, mm -hmm. why aren't you going to, to Europe or London? And mm -hmm. I, I got into a couple of schools in London, so I could have done that. But I chose New York, I think, because <laughs> one of the reasons was, of course, because I landed here and I was like, oh my God, this is where I belong. I feel at home mm -hmm. here. I've never felt at home anywhere. And I'm really glad I made that decision. Speaking of saying yes to things like that was because I had a choice. Do you want to do you want to go to mm -hmm. New York or do you want to go to London? And I very deliberately chose um, New York and it changed my entire life. Like in, it changed yeah, my literally trajectory. It was like a, a literal, very important, huge, yeah. big red crossroads. This will be yeah. a very important decision that you make in your life. And of course, I met you. I met Lore, whom we talked about last episode or two episodes ago. And of course, my husband. So I yeah. met so many people and, and I'm here in the States still because yeah. I met my yeah. husband. You know what I mean? Like everything. Like it was such an important decision, such an important decision. And I don't know if I knew that at the time. Yeah. yeah. I makes me wonder, I'm dealing with a very small, insignificant decision right now. I think at the very first episode we did of this, you asked me what was the biggest yes. I, the biggest thing I said yes to in the last year, the biggest yes I made in the, in the year prior. And my answer was going to Israel in October like following this person I was dating at the time and going to Israel for, for a month and it changed my life. And I just wonder if I could have, would it have been possible for me to not make that decision? Would it have been possible for me to have stayed back? I don't think I gave it terribly much thought. <laughs> it was really pretty impulsive. You told me to do it. I was like, all right. Like I was pretty, it was like a week before I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go. Booked a flight and just was like, all right, as we're doing this. I don't think I thought about it for more than half hour. <laughs> but now I'm thinking about this thing. I have tickets to this show on Saturday and I was and I'm wondering who I should take to the show. I have been thinking about this decision for five days. That that seems excessive. I don't know if that's the best use of your time. Things of being like and I've been pulling I pulled cards for it this morning. I pulled a couple runes and the rune that came out it's the one blank rune that came out because it was like this decision just doesn't matter. I don't know. So I just wonder, small decisions versus big decisions. Are the big decisions already decided for us? Did we already decide up there and we are agreeing, doubling down on that agreement when we make those decisions? That's a question. I don't know. Mm. Feels like that. I already decided that I would have this relationship with Israel. And if it wasn't this, if I had said no to this, then the opportunity probably would have come up again in a month or so or something would have happened. You had already decided that you would be in the U.S. for this amount of time and you would meet Yadin, your husband, and you would meet me. And and it's like all of these things had been decided and you were doubling down in that moment. So maybe if you had said no and gone to London, maybe a year later you would have transferred or who's to say. But yeah, are those decisions already made for us? And maybe that's why they're a little bit, I don't know, easier to make perhaps or maybe a little bit more clear. I don't know. Questions more than answers, but questions more than answers. So what do you what did you say yes to this week? How was your week? I said yes to boundaries for the first time in my life, it's time. 33 is the year of boundaries. That's, that, that's huge. Oh, it's a big one. Um, I think last week, I think I said like, for the next week, I'm going to work on asking for help. I don't know what that's going to look like. Of course, after we finished it, we're finished recording about three hours later, I'm in a meeting with this mentor and he was like, I asked about asking for help. And he said, the issue you're having here is 
what's the worst thing that happens? You ask for help and somebody says, no, that's the worst thing. And I said, no, that's actually not the worst thing for me. The worst thing for me is somebody saying yes, but meaning no. And that I hate, that like obligation. And then you feel really guilty and like icky that you've asked someone for help. And then it's, ah, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. That was very New York of me. <laughs> you don't want to poop it, don't do it. Oh my gosh, I don't know who that was. That was an ancestor or- That was perfect. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. So that, and he said, ah, and he was like, then, you know what, that is lack of boundaries because you're saying yes when you really mean no. Which is so funny because the name of the podcast is quickly. That's it. He's like, you're saying yes, even if it's not literally saying yes, which I don't actually think I really do anymore. I think most of the time, it's all at 80% of the time. I say actually, I say no to things, but sometimes I'll energetically say yes, if that makes sense. Like I'll still be on board with something or I'll fake it. So I think it's more of an energetic yes than an actual verbal yes most of the time. However, he was like, that's the issue. If you had stronger boundaries and you wouldn't be worried about other people having strong boundaries, right? And you would just trust people to say yes when they meant yes and no when they meant no. So something I, I said back to him is I was like, I told him about the podcast and I was like, and what's interesting is it's yes and no are opposite sides of the same coin. So you're saying yes to something. You're also saying no to something else. I feel like we've talked about this a couple of times now. Mm -hmm. So if I'm saying no in, in like, in boundaries, so I'm setting up boundaries and I'm saying no energetically or verbally, I'm also saying yes. I'm saying yes to myself. I'm saying yes to my own, my own energy, my own willpower, what I want to do in the world. Yeah. So that's that. That's what it's been. This week has been boundaries for me. And then that snowballed into a bunch of other stuff, obviously, that just kept it keeps growing into if you have boundaries, then you can have growing desire. You can do all of these things come out of having boundaries, which has been really fun and something that therapists and healers have been telling me to work on for, I don't know, like 20 years. So finally, we're working on it, guys. It might be many reasons why we wouldn't have strong boundaries because when we were kids, for example, or like it, it has served us well, not yes. having strong boundaries and being people pleasers and being a, a, a yes man, like saying yes yeah. to people because we learned that saying no or having boundaries is a bad thing or like whatever. You are difficult to work with if you don't say yes to everything and anything. You are a B word. This is for women, especially like mm -hmm. we are conditioned to be on board and overgive and say yes and all these things. Sometimes we're like inadvertently stretching over into other people's spaces by yeah. overgiving. And so it becomes overwhelming for those people. So that sometimes happens subconsciously or, or consciously. And then I'm also seeing underneath that like energy leakage. Yeah, like it, I agree with that. You don't even know, like you're done with your work day and you're exhausted. You're totally exhausted. And you're like, going through your day and I'm like, I don't understand why I'm so exhausted. Like on yeah. paper, it doesn't look like I did that much. But because yeah. you're not conscious of your boundaries, it's just like leaking out like the air out of a balloon or something without us even knowing. Yeah. So I think this is really important just like for life. I agree. Boundary stuff. And then I also, as you were speaking, it made me think about our stage combat teacher that mm. circle in the square theater school his name is bh barry and what a character like riding down the streets of new york on a segway and he was like i don't know in his 70s back then so i don't know if he's riding it like in his 80s or whatever how old he, however old he is right now anyway he used to say and this is the one thing that i remember from mm. stage combat class out of all classes like I, I i did love that class even though i'm like i don't think i've used any of that <laughs> like ever no. like those 
literal skills that we learned, but I will remember some of the things that he said. And one of them was through form, there is freedom. And I do think that really applies to having boundaries. When you are boundaried, when you have boundaries, when you know where your line is, when you know, and that is many things that could just be like knowing when to say no, like being in touch with and aware of your energy, but also like your values. I think yeah. that if you know what your values are, it's easier for you to set up boundaries. It's easy for you to say no, yes or no, because you're like, you know what, that doesn't align with where I'm going or that doesn't align with what I, my values. So no, thank you or whatever. Agreed. And I think about that sentence so much, like through form, there is freedom because it is so true. Like when you know the rules, oh, this is the form. Okay, this is how we do things here. This is the, like in, in stage combat class, it was about the choreography. So he was like, be careful not to start acting before you have the choreography nailed down for safety purposes. But also because like when you know exactly what the choreography is, you're going to have more freedom to actually act and express yourself Agreed. within that. Anyway, I'm, I'm definitely on a tangent right now, but I, I just, I think about this sentence through form, there's freedom all of the time. We imagine freedom hmm. to be something else. We yeah. think freedom is just the permission to do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it. And a lot of the time when we have complete freedom like that, things become completely chaotic. We get completely lost. We're like, yep. wait, who am I? Where am I? What am I doing? Where are the grown-ups? <laughs> anyway, thank you, B.H. Barry. <laughs> I love it. For the one and only thing that I remember from stage combat. That's the one thing I remember, too. And I think I maybe attended five classes in two years. And I got the same thing out of it. I agree. That's beautiful. Thank you. What was your yes for the week? Yesterday, I was getting really anxious about the podcast. I was like, mm. I have nothing to offer. Okay, hold. Do you realize how much you just offered in the last and minutes? You haven't even said your yes. Yeah, but, hold, please. but yeah. Continue, continue. I hear what you're saying, though, and I am firm this feeling. I just want to also counter it by evidence that you just offered an insane amount without having anything prepared. But go ahead. Thank you. Thank you for saying Welcome. that. Like me saying that or thinking that, I have nothing to offer. What am I going to say tomorrow in the podcast? Oh, my week was not. Great. I have whatever. It's a lot of I statements, a lot of me, mm. my, I, like making it about me. Yeah. It's not. This podcast doesn't stand or fall with mm -hmm. you and you alone. It's not about you. And it's so interesting how you sometimes think or feel that your anxieties or worries about what other people think of you, for example, like it might be perceived or you might even believe yourself that it's you actually being very humble or you actually being very not self-centered, when in reality, it, it is. Like you having all these anxieties and insecurities about, oh, am I going to be able to do this? Oh, am I? Like, it's, it's centered around you. I don't think we see anxiety. I don't think we see those feelings or thoughts as something that is self-centered or arrogant, or mm. I don't think we see it that way at all. Like when we see, when we think of arrogance, we see someone that's chest up, boasting, bragging, or whatever, have really have all this confidence and just are waltzing through the world as if they own it, but also being inwards and being anxious and like, oh no, or oh, I am, everyone is looking at me or oh my God, everyone's going to think that this sucks. Everyone is going to remember that one thing that happens. This is, you're just thinking about yourself nonstop yeah. in, in this anxiety yeah. loop. You're making everything about you. It, it was something I was thinking about because I was watching Robbie Williams, which none of the U.S. people are going to know who this is, but no. he was a, a huge star. 
in Britain and in Europe, and the U.S. just refused. I apologize on behalf of my people. It's like a documentary series about him, and he's watching back on his career and his life. And he was a he was like a quote unquote problem child. So he started in a boy band. He was the youngest one. He was only sixteen when he started, and then. He was like the bad boy, he had all these tattoos, and then he started like drinking a lot and like doing drugs and all these things. And there's endless amounts of footage from this time. Interestingly enough, it was like the 90s. So it's just like someone following him around with a normal, I don't know, like handheld mm-hmm. camera. This is before everybody had a video camera in their pockets. But there's a moment where he is about to, he's starting to have an anxiety t- attack and a panic attack during the most successful period of his entire career. So he decided to start a solo career outside of the boy band and it, he succeeded. And like 80,000 people or whatever had showed up to this gigantic concert and he was like playing it two nights in a row and he was starting to have a panic attack. And there was like a, a footage of him before that, like as they're setting up the stage and he's talking to the camera, he's talking to his friend. And he's, do you realize that all of these trucks, everything that's here, this stage, the, the people, everything is here because of me. This truck is here because of me. This nut, this bolt, everything is because of me. And he was not saying it from a place of, I am amazing. He was like, that's a lot of responsibility. He was crumbling under the weight of the crown. And he couldn't handle it. He did the shows, but he didn't, but he wasn't there. And I said out loud to myself, as I'm watching this, I said out loud to myself, and this is the moment where you start praying. Yeah. This is the moment where you need to like, Take a step back. Because I was thinking like, and and this was like the 90s, so it wasn't in everybody's consciousness. Yeah, go see a therapist. But I I was just thinking, this is such a huge moment. And it would mess up just about anybody. To have 80,000 people, they are just here to see you. If you're thinking about it like that, every single nut and bolt and truck and this and that and these people and those people, everyone is here because of me. Mm -hmm. And if you're thinking about it, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I need to, if I don't bring it tonight... 80,000 people are going to be disappointed. All of these people's livelihoods are going to be jeopardized. So I think, I don't know, I was just thinking, what does one do? And I was literally thinking about it. I was like, yeah, what do you do? What the hell? This Mm. is a lot. And I was like, yeah, this is the moment where you pray. This is when you say, this is not all on me. This is not up to me. This is not me doing any of these things. This is the creator working through me. Like even the music, even though, yeah, I wrote it, but it wasn't from me, was it? No. It was from the creator. I am just the vessel. I am just, all I got to do is just show up. I feel like this is a moment where I am just the vessel. Like, I feel like that would be Mm -hmm. the only thing that could calm down the anxiety. Either you have to go full on into that confidence and be like, yeah, this is all for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Or just like completely surrender and just, yep, this is not me. This is just the creator working through me. I'm just the vessel through which the music and the entertainment or whatever needs to flow through today. So my yes for the week. (laughs) Having said all of that, oh my gosh, my yes for the week was I said yes to an invitation to go to a a Dungeons and Dragons meet, what do they call it, a a mission or one-off mission, one-off challenge, just with a group of people. And I didn't know anybody except one person. And I waited up until the last minute to decide if I wanted to go or not, because I had been experiencing a lot of, a lot of those anxiety thoughts like that make you small. So a lot of stuff was coming up about like old friendships, old relationships, like group dynamics from back in the day. So deciding to go into a group that I didn't even know at at all was very helpful in that moment. I was like, because I was really not wanting to go because I was just like feeling they're they're not going to like me. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to show up and they're going to they're going to think I'm to this or to that or whatever. They're not going to like me. And it's going to be too painful. I'm not going to be able to handle it. So I'm just not going to go. So I'm sitting with a lot of sort of stuff from the past these days. I said last week that I'm that I was going to be like aware of the opponent and be like, I'm going to see what you have for me today. And I felt like nothing had happened. I was like, nothing happened this week. But it all happened internally. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that happened externally. So all of the thoughts, like the guilt and the shame and everything, that's the opponent doing their job in your brain. So I wrote in my morning pages this morning. I'm like, why am I still thinking about this? Why am I still, why am I still experiencing the shame and this guilt? Blah, all these things. This goes back to what I was saying with like, this is the moment that you pray, like where you remove yourself and your ego from that situation. But I, I wrote in my morning pages that it wasn't actually you. Mm. It was God or the opponent or whatever working through you. Yeah. Like my soul was there. My soul was on board. And, but it wasn't like the small you that you are experiencing in, in, right. in how you perceive yourself. Like, yes, it was you. So I'm not saying that I'm like not taking any responsibility or accountability for what happened or what I did or said or whatever. But it's bigger than that. Yeah. Like you weren't working alone. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't just you. And it was a part of a bigger thing than what you are experiencing right now in this small moment of like guilt and shame and I'm a horrible person. It's no, like that's, you are making it small and you're allowing your ego to like wrap a cocoon around it. And and this is how it's going to exist in my energy field. We have to open it up and and let it go and just just say thank you and, and move on. Yeah. Because it wasn't you or because it wasn't just you, it was the opponent or, or God or whatever, both of those things working through you in that moment mm-hmm. because you needed to learn something because you needed to clear out some karma between you and this other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very because, possible. Because you, for whatever reason, needed to be the opponent in the other person's life. Mm-hmm. Maybe they needed to learn something and vice versa. You can let it go. So if I go back to boundaries even, it's okay. So yeah. p- putting up some boundaries, when healthy boundaries between you and the past. It was beautiful. Similarly, as I'm starting to process boundaries and establish boundaries, shame of moments in my past where I didn't know what boundaries were, where I tried to set up a boundary, but it was actually harmful to myself and others. These moments of shame have been coming up for me as well. And of course, not having Instagram to scroll to avoid. I've had to sit with them the last few days. And then also group dynamics have been coming up a lot for me recently and past group dynamics and moments where I was trying to maybe infiltrate energetically the entire group, right? I don't know that. That's a really, that's one way to look at it, right? Of people pleasing is infiltrating the entire group with my energy. That's people pleasing. That's what I was doing. Trying so hard to subversively, you won't even know I'm going to make you like me. (laughs) Yeah, you're like manipulating. That's manipulative. It really is people pleasing. It's manipulative. Wow. I never said it like that before. But, But so that's been coming up. And, And that idea of as people are coming back and group dynamics that I used to have group chats coming back and I was like, whoa, you're coming back from the dead. Where was this? And it's and refacing that, those old group dynamics with shame of how I behaved, of with guilt of I really didn't connect with those people. Maybe we weren't supposed to. Maybe that was okay. Maybe this is the best. So that's all been coming up for me. So thank you for putting that so eloquently because I've been sitting with it. And I wasn't yet at that place the way that you just described it. Like give me another week or two. Maybe I would have gotten there, but you just collapsed my timeline. So thank you for that and brought me up like maybe two weeks. I probably two weeks. So you just collapsed the rest of, of November. And now I'm where <laughs> I would be at in December. <laughs> so thank you. That was really beautifully said. Yeah, I love that. This is the card I pulled for today. I have hardly spoken, which I'm loving. I think that's really like 
good that I'm speaking so little today. And I pulled it. I did not know what this meant, but it always reminds me of my grandfather. My grandfather was this grouchy old man, <laughs> Irish man who lived in the Bronx all alone. He had a, a lot of visions towards the end of his life. The last 20 years or so, he would have visions of saints and of Irish Catholic saints. And he would often try to talk about them with people who maybe weren't able to hear or allowed to hear. And he had a moment where he was telling somebody, I think it was a priest, he was telling a priest what he had, the vision he'd had. And, and he said, I'll never forget this. And he wrote it down to wrote this whole thing. He, his right, his like pointer finger on his right hand shot up to his lips in the middle of talking and forced his lips closed as if he was like shushing someone with his, wow, it's so weird to have to describe this on a podcast. Yeah, it's a challenge. <laughs> that was really hard for me. And it closed his lips and he couldn't move his hand. He said he literally was like, I could not move my finger away from my lips. And I was like, okay, I get the message. I won't talk about this anymore. And it's so funny because this card, this siege quiet time card to me always reminds me of my grandfather because she is, it's this witch or somebody. She's, she looks like a goddess, witch person. And she has her finger, her right pointer finger to her lips. And I just think pulling that at the beginning of the, the thing, I did not know what that was about. But this entire time I have been touching my lips, my fingers have been on my lips for some reason. I don't have much to offer today. <laughs> And Yada, who came in thinking she had nothing to offer, has so much to say to bring more light into the world today. I was here to hold space and to listen and to receive more than to speak today. Really interesting. So thank you, Siege. After wow. I just spoke about it for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It's good. And, and I was thinking in the middle of my tangent, I was like, Yada, you are hogging. I love it. No, I'm like, you no. need to stop. <laughs> it's you not know? hogging. It's speaking. Because also like my prayer before we... So we open up space beforehand and we sometimes pull some cards. And my intention is always to allow the most amount of light to move through and to bring down and to channel the most amount of light for myself, for you, for us, and for anybody listening. So today, the way to do that was me mostly listening and holding space and you speaking and channeling, which is what you've done for the entire time. It's just like you've been channeling beautifully. So thank you for that. Definitely not hogging. Definitely just channeling in a way that needed to happen today. So gorgeous. Those are all my thoughts for the day. <laughs> cool. So what are you going to say yes to this week? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so I will go for multiple it. cards. There were like three cards for today. Mm -hmm. So Rhiannon, uh, Sorceress, you are a magical person who can manifest your clear intentions into reality, which is very much in alignment with what's going on this week. For me, and I also wrote down at some point, I wrote this note, which is what I'll say now, in starting to unravel and implement boundaries for the first time in my life, it's also unraveled a bunch of other stuff, including um, how I'm seen by other people. So caring a lot less about how I'm seen by other people, starting to hold space for that and release that need for approval externally, um, which also then that allows for me to release the shame of wanting more um, because I care less about what other people think of me. So now it's not shameful for, for me to want something more and not achieve it or not, or it be silly or trivial or whatever in someone else's eyes. So suddenly the shame of wanting is leaving me. And then on top of that, once that's leaving me, my desire is increasing. So I'm growing my desire for things in the world instead of the teeny tiny little life that I'm living here in my 400 square foot apartment, which is wonderful. I'm just loving it so much. Eating the same meal every night, 
for dinner, watching the same show from the 90s, Boy Meets World. It's just been so lovely the last two weeks of this. Oh, it's just so warm, like nice and warm and cozy and just wonderful. But my desire has been quite tiny, right? And I'm now having the opportunity, if I choose to accept it, to increase my desire, to want more, to manifest more. So that's been the progress from in the last week from boundaries to where I'm at now. And I think increasing this desire for more so that I can manifest more, so that I can bring more into the world, more light and love and peace into the world, more things that are in alignment with my soul. That is now possible only because we started about a week ago working on boundaries. <laughs> so I think now we're at the point where we, who's we? It's me and my guides. I literally live alone. <laughs> I say we all the time. It's I do the collective. same thing. <laughs> yeah, me and my guides, we're just hanging out. We, it is we though. It's even as you said earlier, it's not me, right? We're doing this as a group, me and God. We now have the opportunity to start desiring more, growing our desire and manifesting more of our, more light into the world. And that's what the next week is going to be. I love that these intentions started off with, oh, I'm not going to be on Instagram this week. And now it's, I'm going to manifest more of the light into the world. <laughs> we got real meta real quick. Oh, yeah. We're in Scorpio season. So it is very, yeah, it's, it's on brand. Like it's very in the waters, mystical, subconscious, secrets, mysticism. Yeah, it's true, on true. brand for sure. Speaking of card pulling, maybe I'll just use that as my inspiration for the week. So this morning I pulled two cards. One of them was uh, Maune, which means moon. He's like the god of the moon. And it's very rare. Like in most mythology, the moon is associated with the goddess, like a female deity, but he's, he's a male deity. But both cards were about time and mm. the passage of time. In one of the cards, they were saying that, you know, really take your time with things and really enjoy the present moment. And then the other card about the moon, it was also about really treating time as something that's precious and not waste time. Mm -hmm. So let's not maybe sit in front of the TV and do nothing. Right. Maybe do something that's a bit more enjoyable. I think that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to say yes to this week. That is so like vague. And meta. We'll find out. Yeah, it's very meta. We'll find yeah. out. Yeah. We'll see. To be continued. To be continued. All right, my friend. I will see you next week. Okay, bye. That concludes this week's episode of The Weekly Yes. You will find us on all major podcast platforms as well as YouTube. And you can follow us on Instagram as well at The Weekly Yes. We encourage you to let go of the past and remember that it's not all on you and it is not all you. You are not working alone. We also encourage you to pay attention to your boundaries this week, both internal and external. Keep saying yes and we'll see you next week. 